It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I hope you had a great weekend. Welcome in Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It is Monday, April 17th, Boston Marathon Day, Patriots Day in Boston. It's the 10-year anniversary. Well, yesterday, actually, was the 10-year anniversary of the bombing at the Boston Marathon. So a lot of emotion today in Boston. The Red Sox and Angels getting ready to play the uh, annual Patriots Day game in Fenway Park. But uh, big uh, anniversary here, and uh, it is it is Boston strong. It is great to see what this race has become. Uh, it was great before the bombing, and it's been unbelievable since the bombing. What a community to come together. But uh, it's a sad day but uh, a day where we celebrate all of these uh, runners. Uh, we celebrate the, the people that lost their lives, the people that lost limbs uh, in those Boston bombings 10 years ago. Uh, Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450. 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well. If you'd like to text the show, that number is 414-1450. If you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, Right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right. Only 89 cents. That's less than 3 cents per ounce. How about that? Yeah, I can do math. Come in today, grab a fountain drink from Thornton's, and hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. I said I hope you had a great weekend. I'm not kidding. My weekend was okay. I am feeling better today. COVID will kick you in the tail. Dave knows. He's on the other side of the glass. He's been through it. Today, I feel better than I've felt in four weeks. Now, I still got a little cough. Uh, still, lack of energy is there. I can't taste anything. Boy, these uh, I would not put one of these sugar-free Hall's cough drops in my mouth if I could taste them. But I'm eating them like candy right now. Trying to get this cough to go away. But I can't taste anything. I can't smell anything, which is pr- really, that's good for me, actually. Uh, my, my grandson will tell me when I stink. I'm fine with that. Speaking of my grandson, first t-ball game on Saturday at Germantown. Oh, glorious. Glorious. Four-year-olds, three-year-olds, even two-year-olds out on the field trying to hit the ball on the tee. Each team has a couple of players that, know more about the game than the other players. Is that fair to say? They got a couple of players that are going to go after every ball that's hit their way. They're going to run to the right base. I saw kids crying, of course, because my teammate won't let me catch the ball. He runs in front of me and catches it. Basically, it's 10 kids standing between first base and third base near the pitcher's mound. And the kid hits it off the tee. It's usually a little roller out in front of the uh, in front of the plate, and you got ten kids running for the same ball. And normally, the most athletic and the the ones that understand the game, the stronger kids, the older kids, are going to get the ball first. And this can upset the uh, some of the other kids. Hey, I want to catch some too. I saw one young lad go about two hundred feet out into the outfield. Why not? Nothing's going to be hit out there. Nothing's happening. But I can pick some daisies. I can pick my nose. I can, uh, you know, run around here in the grass and no, nobody's bothering me. 
You got one dad that has to go in the outfield with that kid and tell him when the inning's over, time to come on in and hit now. It was great. Uh, my grandson, Owen, he was fantastic. Couple of knocks. Knew which base to run to. His dad was out there coaching him. Um, high fives. He's given high fives to his teammates. And he was dressed, right? He had the ball pants. He had the stirrups. He had a, t- a batting glove on each hand. They were way too big. But he had one on each hand before the game. Now, during the game, he took them off. I don't know where he put them. Back pocket, maybe. But he didn't bat with them. He just wore them. He was flashy before the game. He got off. He, if he got off the bus, people said, hey, that kid can play. Because he had, he had sunglasses. He had, uh, you know, the jersey tucked in. Once the game started, no batting gloves, jersey untucked. And uh, about 50 minutes into this one-hour affair, he'd had enough. I'm just going to play in the dirt now. Tired of chasing the ball. I throw it to first. Nobody catches it. Uh, I'm just going to play in the dirt until it's my time to bat again. I, I have no desire to be out here anymore. Luckily, the games only last an hour. But as any grandparent will tell you, it is fantastic. Grandparents like it a lot more than the parents do. A lot more. Because all I got to do is show up, unfold my chair, sit there, film a little bit, laugh a little bit, have a good time. Parents have to worry about why is, why is little Jimmy crying? Uh, did he go to the bathroom in his uniform out there? You know, <laughs> I hope everyone doesn't see my son picking his nose uh, over on first base or his uh, tail, whatever he's picking at. He's always picking at something. Grandparents laugh it, laugh it off. But parents are, are not. I remember. I remember when my daughter played. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. He's playing soccer. She's the goalie. She had no desire to stop any, any balls. I just want to pick my nose and go play in the grass. And parents get upset. It's, it's crazy. Grandparents, we know better. We just laugh. Can't wait. Uh, game's over. You, hey, great job. Let's go get you a snow cone, right? What do you want? Grape, cherry, orange? What kind of snow cone do you want? That's what it's about. It's about the post-game snack. Now, Owen was a great teammate. I mean, he wanted to high-five his teammates when they did something well. He was, he was great. I think he's being taught the right things. I like the coaches, and one of which was his father. And I think uh, they're teaching these kids the right things, at least the team that my, kid is, my grandson is on. That's, that's what you hope for. You just hope there's no overzealous parent as a coach that uh, you know takes it way too seriously. It, it's T-ball. They're three and four years old. But that was my weekend. That was my weekend. It was great. Had the, had the parade on Saturday morning down uh, in, in Germantown all the way to the ballpark. Uh, he loved that. And then we had, uh, had to go back later in the day for the game. It was great. Enough about me. A, a quarterback has signed here a long-term extension, which makes him the highest-paid quarterback in the league. It is not Lamar Jackson. I'll tell you about that uh, in the next segment. That's called a tease. Uh, No show Wednesday. This is an early warning. Bats baseball on Wednesday. I think Charlotte is in town. Uh, But 11 o'clock start, 11.05 start on Wednesday. And this is going to be for the next several weeks. The Bats are playing at 11 or 12 or 1 
on Wednesday. So there won't be a Spears on Sports on Wednesdays. Tony Burke, who's usually here on Wednesday, will join me tomorrow uh, to help fill that void. And um, we'll be off on Wednesday. Um, how many injuries can you have in the first game of the first round of the NBA playoffs? It's apparently, apparently it's quite a few, and it's major injuries, important injuries. Giannis Antetokounmpo went down for the Bucks yesterday, the Greek freak, MVP candidate. Ran over a player, charged and fell, and landed on his back with a loud, obnoxious thud. He did not play the rest of the game. Played 11 minutes yesterday. By the way, four of the eight games were won by the road team. By the road team. Now, Golden State was not one of those winners. If you'd have said to me, which road team wins game one, I would have said Golden State goes in and beats Sacramento. Didn't happen. Sacramento beat Golden State 126-123 on Saturday night. It was probably the best game of the weekend. Um, I don't want to get Kentucky fan all riled up here, but De'Aaron Fox had 38. Malik Monk had 32 for Sacramento. Didn't those guys play together? I was watching uh, Dan Patrick's show this morning, and he said he said what we all think. How does Kentucky not have more titles? How is that possible? Monk and Fox, if I'm not mistaken, were on the same team. The Luke May jumper knocked them out in the Elite Eight. Right? If that's wrong, text me at 414-1450. Let me know. But I think they were on the same team. Trey Lyles is on that Sacramento team. I know Trey Lyles was on the 2015 team that went 38-1. and He scored 10. Those three guys combined for 80 points yesterday, or Saturday. 80 of the 126 Sacramento points. Fox is an all-star. Monk came off the bench. I think he was 14-14 of 14 at the free throw line. That's the best game of the weekend. Golden State, by the way, is favored on the road tonight by one and a half over Sacramento. I'll give you my picks. Two games tonight. But four of the eight games were won by the road team. Game one in these uh, best of seven series. Giannis got hurt, as I mentioned. He didn't play the last three quarters. Played only 11 minutes. I think he had six points. And Miami beats Milwaukee. But Miami didn't get out of there unscathed. Tyler Hero, hey, there's another ex-Kentucky player who never won a title. He broke his hand, diving for a loose ball. In fact, the play continued. He was standing in the corner holding his hand. There was a loose ball. They threw it out to him. He hit a three with a broken right shooting hand. And then that was his last play. He is out for... A month and a half now, which if the Heat somehow get to the finals, maybe he'll be back. John Morant of Memphis, they lost as a home. Actually, that game was a pick basically. The Lakers beat Memphis yesterday early, 128-112. If I told you the Lakers were led in scoring by Rui Achimura, and their second leading scorer was Austin Reed you would have said, yeah, they lost, right? you said, say, yeah, no way they won. No, they won. 
Hachimura had 29. Uh, Memphis leads the league in trash talk, but they never back it up in the playoffs. And even after the game, Desmond Bain of the Grizzlies said, yeah, we're not guarding him. If he made shots, tip your hat to him. Uh, the game plan is let's see if he can do it again in game two. Well, he did it enough to score 29. Austin Reeves looks like the real deal. He had 23. LeBron had 21, 11, and 5. And the Lakers beat Ja Morant and the Grizzlies. Now, Morant got hurt at the end of this game. Toward the end, he charged. And when he came down, he came down on his right hand awkwardly. It, he is very, very questionable for game two. The good news on Giannis the X-rays were negative. It looks like he's going to be able to play in game two. The Bucs are down a game to Miami already. Bucks are the one seed, remember. Miami's the eight seed. They had to win Friday night after they'd lost on Wednesday night just to get into the playoffs. Miami beat Milwaukee 130-117 to yesterday. Jimmy Butler had 35 Bam Adebayo, as a texter reminds me, was on that Monk Fox team. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. He had 22 points and nine rebounds. Chris Middleton kept Minnesota in it. He had 33. But you can have all the Drew Holidays and and uh, Middletons, Chris Middletons, and Grayson Allens, and whoever you want, Brooke Lopez's you want. If you don't have Giannis, you're not going very far. He apparently will play in game two, which I think is tomorrow night. I'll double-check at the break. And the other injury was Anthony Davis. Now, he came back in, but it was one of those barely contact injuries, and he looked at the bench with his right arm straight out and down at his side and said, you could read the lips, I can't move my arm. And you went, oh, no. This is fragile Anthony Davis. Another shoulder injury. It was a stinger. He couldn't move his arm. He came out of the game. He went to the to the locker room. But he came back in to start the second half. And he finished with 22 points. Lakers, by the way, got a good draw here. They got a good draw because they got a Memphis team that, I, as I mentioned, leads the, leads the league in trash talk but doesn't lead the league in great postseason performances. And they're hurt. Steven Adams is out. They're big. They don't have a big man. They don't have a big man. Now, against the Lakers, it hurts a little bit because Anthony Davis is going to roam in the middle, get some rebounds, get some dunks that uh, maybe he wouldn't get if Steven Adams was in the game. But the Lakers are not reliant on the inside game as, so that it should bother Memphis. What bothered Memphis was they didn't play any defense and they didn't shoot very well. The, the Knicks beat Cleveland in Cleveland. My Cavaliers, my long shot. 101-97, Jalen Brunson, who Mark Cuban is still kicking himself for letting get out of Dallas. 27 points for the Knicks. Donovan Mitchell had 38. He took 30 shots for the Cavs. Uh, he had 38 in a losing effort. The Clippers go into Phoenix and beat the Suns and Kevin Durant. 115-110. to 110. Kawhi had 38, which means, as we all know, load management works. Yikes. 
It's a, it's a great argument for load management. Because Kawhi plays, I don't know, half the games during the year. But when the playoffs show up, Kawhi's ready. He had 38 last night. And they beat Phoenix. Russell Westbrook tried to lose the game. He was 3 for 19. Ended up winning the game with free throws and defense. And Kevin Durant had 27 points. He took 15 shots. Kevin Durant's got to take 25 shots. I don't care who he's passing the ball to, whether it's Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul. At the end of the third quarter, that's when I said, Phoenix is in trouble. It was a close game. Last play, they run the pick and roll out top for Durant, and instead of going to the bucket, he passes it to Jake Landale, who missed a jumper at the end of the third quarter. Kevin Durant has got to take more than 15 shots. I know it's a new team. This is the first time Phoenix has lost with him in the lineup. They were 8-0 with him in the lineup. It's their first loss with him in the lineup. He's got to be more aggressive offensively. He didn't score in the first quarter. Now he had 17 in the second quarter. And Devin Booker with uh, some bad offense late. And all of a sudden, Phoenix who's the favorites, according to Vegas, in the Western Conference. They're down one game 0, and they've lost home court advantage. All right, let's take a break. We'll talk some more NBA. I'll tell you about the quarterback who signed. Baseball was an interesting weekend as well. NFL draft is 10 days away. Who's going to go where? Listening Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. John Spears in the studio. Short break. We'll make up for it, I'm sure. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Texter says, don't forget that uh, Fox Monk also had an Adebayo on that team. And a side note, they lost to Louisville that year. Yeah, it doesn't it, – look, Kentucky brags, and they should, about the number of players in the NBA and the amount of money these guys are making. And yesterday, if you turned on the first game um, – well, the second game, Miami and Milwaukee, you got Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero. Um. The last game of the night, last night, Jamal Murray had uh, 24 as Denver beat Minnesota 109-80. to Saturday, you got to watch um, Julius Randle and the Knicks beat Cleveland. And then Sacramento and Golden State, you know, Monk, Fox, Trey Lyles for uh, Sacramento. It's crazy. And then you got, you know, you got guys that didn't make the playoffs. They're a guy. Uh, you turn the Lakers game on. You know who starts for the Lakers now? Jared Vanderbilt. He's not. A, he's not out there to score. His job was to guard John Morant at the beginning of that game. Try to, you know, deny him the basketball. He, he got a dunk early. He gets some, you know, some uh, cheap points on offensive rebounds and things. But there's another guy who's in the league. And you can be as proud of that as you want. And John Calipari is unbelievably proud of that, and he should be. And these guys should be thankful to him that he allowed them to work on their games and get to that level. 
and most of them stayed at Kentucky for one year. So is it really fair to say they should have more titles? Yes, of course it is. Fox, Monk, Adebayo. Remember Monk had, I don't know, 47 against UCLA that year? Fox, Monk, Adebayo on the same team. And they don't get to the Final Four. Uh, the year, the, of course, 2000, everybody talks about 2015. You're 38-0 and then you lose to Wisconsin. All right, that happens. I get it. What's this, what is the narrative if they win that title? Because if they beat Wisconsin, they're going to beat Duke. What's the narrative if they win that title? Is it different? Yes, it is. It is different. It's absolutely different. Two is, I don't know if my math is right here, but it's twice as many as one. So there you go. All right, the uh, 2023 Big X Sports Radio golf card is out now. Get your supplies limited. The card features Park Mammoth, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, Wooded View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play these great courses under $25 a round. How do you do it? You get the 2023 Big X Radio, Big X Sports Radio golf card. You can get it at uh, BigXSportsRadio.com, or you can call 812-725-1457. That's the 2023 Big X Radio, Big X Sports Radio golf card. Get yours today. Tony Burke plays a lot of those uh, courses, so I'm sure he'll uh, he'll grab his. By the way, De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk are the first pair of teammates who attended the same college to each score 30 points in a playoff game since Clyde Drexler and Hakeem Olajuwon for the Houston Rockets in 1995. <sighs> Almost 28 years ago. I also heard this today. They're the first teammates to score 30 apiece in their first playoff game uh, since Charlotte Hornets did it with Alonzo Mourning and Kendall Gill. They each scored 30 in their playoff debut. And Monk and Fox are the first to do that since Gill and Mourning. But first pair of teammates who went to the same university to each score 30 since Clyde the Glide and Hakeem the Dream. Ah. All right, games I haven't mentioned. Philadelphia beat Brooklyn 121-101. to That was a mismatch. That was the first game of the weekend. Uh, early Saturday, I'm excited. I turn it on. It was before the uh, my T-ball game I had to be out, and I thought, okay, here we go. Let's see if Brooklyn – talked to Scooter about this last week. He said Brooklyn had no chance. Boy, he looked right on that one. It was a mismatch. Embiid had 26. James Harden had 23 points, 13 assists. This looks like, this kind of looks like what the Celtics did to the Nets last year. But remember, last year the Nets had Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. They don't have those guys this year. But this this looks like a 4-0 sweep. Game two is tonight. TNT 7:30 in Philly. The uh, Sixers are 10 point favorites. I'll tell you now, give me the Sixers again here. I took them Saturday, give them to me again. They're just that much better. 
Brooklyn's got some guys that can score, Cam Johnson, Spencer Dinwiddie. But they don't, they don't play a lot of D, and they got no answer for Joel Embiid. No answer. Boston took care of Atlanta 112-99. It was a much bigger margin for most of that game. Jalen Brown had 29 points, 12 rebounds. Jason Tatum, 25-11. and 11. Sorry about the breaks there. I got to get these coughs out. Celtics led by 30. And I don't know what's happened to Trey Young. He uh, missed his first six threes. Atlanta missed their first 10 threes. But uh, ever since they beat the Knicks in that series a couple years ago, they've been not good. Not good at all. Knicks, I mentioned, beat Cleveland 101-97. That's a road win. Oh, Dave, we're going to have to take a break here. All right? We're going to take a break, uh, fill up some time here as I can try to get it together with this call. Beers on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Act. If I got to leave early, I apologize. By the way, uh, the Patriots Day game is underway in Boston, Fenway Park. Angels four in the first. They lead Boston four to one. And the Angels batting in the top of the second inning uh, there at uh, Fenway Park. All right, the quarterback who signed that's not named Lamar is Jalen Hurts. The Philadelphia Eagles locked up their quarterback. Their Super Bowl quarterback, five years, $255 million, making him the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. Now, it is not Deshaun Watson guaranteed money. It is a five-year, $255 million extension. He gets a little bit of extra money early because his rookie contract was not over yet. It is a 100, almost $180 million guaranteed, 179 and change, guaranteed. And he's uh, got a no-trade clause as well. So Jalen Hurts cannot be traded without his approval. But uh, I give the Eagles credit here. He, I think he proved himself. I think you got to lock him up. And if you wait another year, you run into the same hassle that the Ravens are having with Lamar Jackson right now. So good job, Eagles. By the way, the draft is next Thursday. Carolina's got the first pick. I'm guessing they know who they're going to take. I'm guessing it's going to be um, the Alabama quarterback, Bryce Young. Houston's got the second pick. That's where it gets interesting. Because I don't know if they're going to take a quarterback. Should they? Probably. C.J. Stroud? Probably. But I don't know that they, they're going to go that route. They really don't. And then Arizona's three. They've got a quarterback signed long-term with a knee injury. This is where Arizona could play spoiler for Indianapolis. The Colts have the fourth pick. So let's just say Carolina takes Bryce Young. Houston does not take a quarterback. 
Who's going to jump up and say, tell Arizona, hey, here's a bunch of draft capital. Here's whatever you need. We want that third pick because we want C.J. Stroud before he drops to Indianapolis at number four. And are the Colts okay with that? Because the Colts could probably move up to three with Arizona at that point as well. Who wants C.J. Stroud more? That's going to be the question. And don't believe anything you hear this week. All right? I've been following this so long. Following this draft since I got married and I was watching Mel Kuyper in Hawaii at 6 o'clock in the morning. Hawaii time. On my honeymoon in, in Oahu. Yeah, crazy. Don't believe anything you hear this week. Next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you can start listening. Because nobody's going to tell you the truth. Anything that's leaked out is leaked out on purpose. Arizona's going to leak something out because they want to know what Houston's doing. Right? Indianapolis is going to leak something out because they want to know what Arizona's doing. Houston's going to leak something out on purpose. It's misleading. All week long, it'll be misleading. Next week, they will get serious about it. And they will start telling you some things that you might be able to believe. Texter says, LL is just committed to Arkansas. How big is the roster at Arkansas? Feels like six transfers or more. They were all transfers last year. And they beat Kansas in the NCAA tournament, you know, Eric Musselman, I think, does a tremendous job with what he's got there. And, you know, Kentucky for a while was the one-and-done guys. And now Arkansas is just the transfer portal team. We're the, we're the portal team. Come on in. Bring us your tired, your poor, your hungry. Your guys that want to win. Uh, L. Ellis, if you remember, when he was originally asked, he said, I'm going to put my name in for the draft kind of see where I stand, and I'll either go to the, go play pro ball somewhere or I'll be back at Louisville. Well, apparently not. Going to Arkansas. That's, that's a big loss. Now, Kenny Payne's bringing some talent in. He's, uh, he's out there recruiting. He's got some guys coming in. I'm, I'm good with that. But, boy, you had to keep L. Ellis. And I kind of feel like you needed to keep Withers, too. He, he ends up in North Carolina. And, you know, it's hard to convince a guy – when you got four wins to stay on board, I think. It's hard to talk him into, hey, it's going to be better next year. Well, yeah, you're, you're, you're the leading scorer, and you're still going to be the leading scorer. Well, Coach, why are we going to win more than four games? That's a, that's a tough argument. That's a difficult argument. Uh, so L. Ellis apparently has just committed to Arkansas. Mm. All right, back to the NBA. I mentioned the Knicks beat Cleveland 101-97. Sacramento with that big win over Golden State. Sacramento-Golden State game two is tonight. Uh, In Sacramento, they lit the beam. This is the one that the Kings can't lose, right? I mean, it was a terrific win on Saturday night. Steph Curry got a look at an off-balance three that would have tied it. He missed it, and Sacramento celebrated. They haven't won a playoff game in 17 years. That is a whole lot of not winning. So they're celebrating Saturday night, and they should. But it's a quick turnaround. Milwaukee, by the way, I, I talked about Giannis playing. They don't play till Wednesday. So a little break for the Bucks. 
Golden State is a one-and-a-half-point favorite tonight. I'm taking the Warriors here. I'm taking the Warriors because they've got veterans who have been there that know what it takes to win in the playoffs. And Sacramento, as they should, celebrated that first win in 17 years, first playoff win in 17 years on Saturday night, and they're still celebrating. At least the, the town is. The city, the capital of California is still celebrating. Golden State's just trying to get better. Andrew Wiggins now has a game under his belt. There's a reason Vegas has Golden State favored tonight on the road. There's a reason. So, I'll I'll take the favorites tonight. Give me the uh, Sixers minus the 10 at home against Brooklyn, and give me Golden State minus 1.5 on the road where they haven't played well all year. But Vegas knows. Yesterday, the Lakers beat Memphis 128-112. Jaron Jackson had 31 in a losing effort for Memphis. The big key is, will Ja Morant play in game two with that right hand injury? It didn't look good. It didn't look good when he came up, held his hand up, was like, ah, I'm in trouble here. Didn't look good. Miami beat Milwaukee 130-117 to at the eight over the one there. A little surprise. Little shock value. I guess we shouldn't be surprised when Jimmy Butler's involved. He's that good. Uh, he had 35, but again, Milwaukee was without Giannis for the last three quarters. They hung in there, but uh, they they didn't defend well enough. They gave up 130 to Miami. You do that, you're going to lose because Miami's not giving up 130. Uh, Clippers over Phoenix 115, 110. Uh, Russell Westbrook tried to lose the game. He was three for 19. But I will give him credit in this area. That dude plays hard on every play. He plays hard on every play. And I know my my man Tony Burke's not a big fan of his. Calls him, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, Dave? Turd. Yeah, that's it. But Russell Westbrook plays hard. He can't score in an empty gym. He can't shoot. He took a three late in that game that was not even close. It almost broke the backboard. But he helped get the offensive rebound. He blocked Devin Booker's layup late in the game to secure the victory. Uh, He had eight assists, ten rebounds to go along with his nine points on three of 19 shooting. He, he, you know, he tried to lose the game for him in the first 47 minutes, but he may have won the game for him in the last minute. And then late last night, Denver beat Minnesota. If you didn't stay awake, I don't blame you. 109-80, to there was a skirmish in that game. Jamal Murray was involved. He finished with 24. The Joker had 13 points, 14 rebounds, 6 assists. Minnesota did nothing well. Anthony Edwards had 18 to lead them, but uh, they just did not play well. It looked like a mismatch last night. So Denver is the only one seed that wins. One seed that loses last night, or uh, yeah, yesterday was uh, Milwaukee. Two seed Memphis got beat. Uh, That's what you expect, NBA playoffs. I love it. All right, 5-1 now, the Angels uh, on top of the Red Sox. That game uh, in Boston, bottom of the second right now. The Angels got four in the first, one in the second. And the Red Sox batting in the bottom of the second, trailing now 5-1. to one. Uh, My Cubs had a good weekend. 
I bashed them a little bit on Friday when I said, look, they're going to the West Coast. They never play well on the West Coast. Three game, two, three with the Dodgers, and now tonight they start three in Oakland. Oakland's terrible. They're not good. But the Cubs won two out of three in L.A., which I didn't expect. Cody Bellinger, former Dodger, hit a big home run yesterday in a 3-2 win over the uh, Dodgers. Cubs are 8-6. and six. They're in second place in the National League Central. And I'm ecstatic because I said, give me a 3-3 three and three West Coast swing here. I didn't expect two of the three wins to be against the Dodgers. Now, now you want four and two or five and one. You don't want three and three anymore. Uh, the Rays lost finally Friday. Toronto beat Tampa six to three. Scooter called that one, and Toronto acted like it was a World Series. I mean, they acted. They were hugging. They were jumping up and down. I mean, it's the fourteenth game of the regular season. They came back and beat Tampa on Saturday 5-2. The, Jay, the uh, Rays excuse me, won the finale yesterday 8-1. So they start 13-0. That ties the modern-day record with the 82 Braves and the 87 Brewers. By the way, the 82 Braves I had misinformation on. They won their first 13. They lost their next five. I had heard they lost their next 12. That was not true. They lost their next five. Uh, the 87 Brewers won their first 13. Then they were 17-1 and one at one point before coming back to earth. But the Rays are now 14-2, and two, still a big lead in the American League East. Speaking of the AL East, Yankees and Minnesota split four this weekend. There are certain pitchers who are bothered by the pitch clock. You can tell by the pace of the game, speeding up. I think Sandy Alcantara for Miami, who won the uh, Cy Young last year in the National League, he's bothered by it. Uh, he lost again yesterday, and, and when it went south for him in one inning, he gave up four runs. They lost 5 nothing to Arizona. He gave up nine runs the game before in just four innings. In the past, when things were going Tough, he'd give up a hit, maybe a couple of hits, and then he would slow the game down. You can't do that anymore as a pitcher. Can't do it. You have to pitch to the pitch clock. I tell you who's not bothered by the pitch clock? Garrett Cole. This guy looks like, I mean, if if I could bet the Cy Young right now, I think I can. I'm going with Garrett Cole in the American League. Yesterday, he went eight innings, allowed two hits and convinced his manager, Aaron Boone, he had 98 pitches after eight innings, to put him back in in the ninth, and he got the Twins 1-2-3. 2-0 Yankee win yesterday. And Garrett Cole allowed two hits, one walk, 10 strikeouts. He was unbelievable. And I watched a lot of that game. Um, it was an all-star epic performance by a pitcher. Minnesota had no chance. Uh, all right, your Reds, Ed, split with the Phillies this weekend. Things were going well Saturday. The Reds won 13 to nothing. Uh, the Phillies had a position player in in the ninth inning, throwing grapefruits up there. The, the Reds were crushing them. Then Sunday rolled around. Philadelphia got nine in the top of the first. Beat the Reds yesterday 14 to three. Now, there were two games this weekend where nine runs were scored by a team in the first inning. 
Philly did it to the Reds yesterday. The Twins did it to the Yankees on Thursday in an 11-2 win. And I said this Friday, I like watching that when it happens to the Yankees because you, know, you just don't see it very often. I didn't like it watching the Phillies and the Reds yesterday. Phillies, and, and look, David Bell, he was not going to take his pitcher out. He was, he's, you know what? I'm saving my bullpen here. He, he went as long as he could without taking him out. Uh, Pittsburgh split a four-game set with St. Louis. Milwaukee won three out of four in San Diego. Milwaukee's 11-5. and five. They're good, folks. They're good. They're the best team in the National League Central. It's going to take some bad play for them not to win that division because they are the best team. Uh, the Cubs are in second place now. The Pirates are in third. The Cardinals are five and seven, and the Reds are the Reds. Um, Cubs are Cubs are okay, but Milwaukee, that should be a walk. That should be a walkthrough. Uh, Baltimore won two out of three in Chicago against the White Sox. They uh, erased a 4 nothing deficit yesterday to beat uh, Chicago 8-4. to Baltimore's pretty good here. Atlanta swept Kansas City in Kansas City. They've won six straight. Um, I didn't agree with Tony and Scooter when we were picking teams last week, but uh, I think I was wrong because the Braves are really good. They're 12-4 and now. they got the best record in the National League. Again, sometimes it's who you're playing, right? Kansas City, sort of a walk over there. But they won 10-3, 9-3 the first two games of that series. They dominated. Mets won, uh, swept a series in Oakland, 17-6, 3-2, and 4-3 in 10 innings. Pete Alonzo hit a 430-foot home run yesterday to dead center in Oakland. Uh, the Mets are good. The A's are bad. Uh, and the Mets, I mean, they're 10-6. and six. Two games behind Atlanta. It's early in the uh, in the season, but it it feels like Atlanta is going to walk away with that division. It just feels like that earlier. By the way, my Seattle Mariners, who I picked to go to the uh, World Series, are now eight and eight after a five and eight start. They swept Colorado over the weekend, five to three, nine to two, and one to nothing, and now they're only a game and a half behind the West leading. Wait for it, Texas Rangers. Yay, the Rangers won two out of three in Houston. That is a in-state rivalry. That is a divisional rivalry. And they've knocked the Astros down to 7-9 and nine in fourth place in the American League West. I know it's early. But Texas is without Corey Seager, who was killing the ball until his hamstring injury. But they haven't missed a beat here. They beat Houston 9-1 to one last night. I watched some of that game. I was watching one of my favorite movies of all time, though. I'm flipping around last night. Yeah, okay, Rangers. Let's watch a little bit of that. Uh, how about a little NBA? Yeah, let's see what's going on with the Clippers and Phoenix. And then I come across Shooter with Mark Wahlberg. Dave, you familiar? Shooter is the name of it. About a guy, a uh, former sniper who gets conned into helping the government and it appears that he tried to shoot the president of the United States and he has to clear his name as he runs from the law. You know, Marky Mark taking his shirt off. We see a whole lot of chest. 
a lot of corny lines. Welcome to Tennessee, the state of shooting stuff, patron state of shooting stuff. Silly lines, really, but one of my favorites. Danny Glover's the bad guy. The late, great Louisvillian Ned Beatty as a, a corrupt senator is great. Um, the, the, the love interest, not really a love interest, but she's great. Michael Pena, who's good in everything, good as the FBI agent who helps him out. If you haven't seen Shooter, do yourself a favor. Because once I hit Shooter on the movie channel, I didn't go back to Clippers Phoenix and I didn't go back to Rangers Astros. I was done. That was it. Marky Mark, the Funky Bunch, doing a movie. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, all right. Uh, still bottom of the second. Angels 5 1. Over the uh, Red Sox, NHL playoffs start tonight. Now, I've said this many, many times. You're not going to listen. I understand you're not going to listen to me. You're not going to pay any attention to this. The best playoffs in the world of sports are the National Hockey League playoffs. They just are. There are four games tonight, two on ESPN, two on ESPN2. I will not watch any of these games tonight because my New York Rangers don't play until tomorrow night. They play the Devils. I will probably watch some of that tomorrow night. But four games on ESPN tonight, if you're a hockey fan, you know. If you're not a hockey fan, I understand. You don't know. There's no reason you should know. But the truth of the matter is, the best playoff games are hockey games. And if you understand the game and you watch a hockey playoff game, it's not like the regular season. It's just not. It is so much more intense. The home atmospheres are incredible around the NHL. These are real fans. These aren't fans. That, I mean, they've been there all year long. And now the playoffs are here and they ramp it up. It is crazy fun. TV probably doesn't do it justice. If you watch a NASCAR race and then you go to a NASCAR race in person, you realize TV doesn't do it justice. I think it's the same for an NHL playoff game. The speed with which these skaters skate and the stick handling and the puck handling that they that they have, TV does not do it justice. But it's still great to watch. And the announcers are great, whether it's John Bucigras, whoever it is, they're great. So uh, if you're looking to try something new, NHL playoffs tonight. I'll be watching the NBA, Brooklyn and Philadelphia, 730 on TNT. Again, give me the Sixers. They won the first game by 20 on Saturday. They're only a 10-point favorite here. I don't think anything's changed between Saturday and today. Embiid's healthy. Harden's healthy. Tobias Harris is healthy. Sixers, I think, win by whatever margin they want to because the Nets are just not very good. And then 10 o'clock, Golden State, Sacramento. This could be a nap day. This could be a nap day because i got to watch Golden State and Sacramento at 10 o'clock. Golden State, one-and-a-half point favorites. I'm going to give the points here because I, I still believe Sacramento, who won their first playoff game since – in 17 years, is still celebrating that. And you can't do that in the playoffs. You can't do it. 
Golden State was Curry, Thompson, Green, Wiggins. They've been there many, many times. And they know what it takes to get it done in the playoff. And I think they get it done tonight. Tony Burke joins me in studio tomorrow. I made it, Dave. The coughing stopped uh, for now. See you tomorrow. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.